Bless you, Brother Ricky. Well, it's always a pleasure to be here at Bible Baptist and to see our friends here and uh, thankful for the Lord letting us come be with y'all. And uh, it's always a blessing to see y'all. And Brother Ricky is just a good friend and uh, appreciate y'all letting me be part of the Jubilee. Uh, always have a good time. Always get some good help there and uh, grateful for that. Appreciate my family being here with me tonight. On the way up here, they said... Uh, they said, Daddy, Brother Ricky said, the more we sing, uh, something about there's going to get more offering they get or something like that. I thought, praise God, sing everything you know. I'll sing Blue Christmas if it'll help. <laughs> Amen. Or Santa look a lot like Daddy, it don't matter. Amen. But it's a privilege to be here. I appreciate, it's like Brother Laddie had been reading my notes and he's testifying. And uh, Brother Ricky's talking about the Lord coming back. Brother Laddie's talking about the Lord coming back. And I thought about this. If he does, praise God. Just tell Steve Goosey and Brother Chris, y'all carry on for the Lord comes back, okay? And uh, y'all just carry on, just carry on, amen? Because we'll be carrying on too. Amen. Congratulations, Brother Grant, uh, for, uh, for that down there at, in Emerson. And, uh, you know, uh, that's not too far really from my house. Really not, you know, if you need a revival meeting or something like that. Amen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'd have, I'd have your daddy-in-law 10 times before I'd have me. Uh, and that's, I'm not lying this time. That's the truth. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 9. Isaiah in chapter number 9. <clears throat> Sometimes I'm probably a little too silly for folk, but I get nervous, and that's my, that's my defense mechanism. And so uh, I... Uh, Thankful for the Lord. Brother Bobby advised me y'all had a big dinner today. And uh, so I, I trust that maybe y'all got a nap. Maybe you didn't. Uh, but uh, maybe y'all stay with me just a little bit. I'll, I'll preach just a little bit tonight. And appreciate Dakota being here and some folks from Concord uh, that's here tonight. And I won't, I'll miss out on some folks back there. Uh, but we're glad they're here. And appreciate the visitors being here tonight. And if I lived in this area, this is where I go to church. I mean, anywhere around this area. Right. This right here is where I, I would go to the house of God. Uh, I want to go where the Lord is. I want to know where God's man's at. Amen. And I want, I want to go where they got the right Bible, Amen. where they believe in going to meet. And it's biblical. That's it's right. biblical. This church is a biblical church. And I'm thankful for it. And I appreciate y'all praying for me and uh, in just the situation there at the church and and uh, just I, I know God's, God's working, and uh, I'm glad for that, and I just appreciate the Lord's goodness uh, toward us. Isaiah chapter number 9, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 6. Let's stand as we read the word of the Lord. This prophecy here was written about 300 years before the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, and God's people was at battle with Samaria and Syria, and uh, Judah's wicked, idolatrous king Ahaz was on the throne and uh, trouble came, and the people of Judah and Ahaz were greatly affrighted. And uh, God sent Isaiah with a message of mercy. And, and then in our text, the Holy Spirit of God inspires the writer here to give us two of the most wonderful promises found in the Word of God concerning Isaiah, uh, Isaiah's writings to, about the prophesied Messiah and the world Savior. And these verses are very familiar to us. Most of us, uh, we read it about Christmas time. Now, this ain't in, my, ain't in my notes, but I got to blow my nose. And if I don't do it, I'm just going to aggravate y'all and me too. So, all right, hold on. Everybody, 
Ladies and gentlemen, don't try this at home. This man's a trained professional. Ain't going to get no handshakes tonight. There'll be a bunch of fist bumps. Y'all ain't going to shake hands with me. All right, praise God, I feel better. I don't know if y'all do or not, but amen, I feel like the weight of the world's off of me. All right. But Isaiah chapter number nine and verse number six said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Thank you. You can be seated. Now, we do think about these verses, and we think about them during Christmas time, and I love Christmas. It's my uh, favorite time of the year, and I, I love it. I've always loved it uh, during uh, ever since I've been saved because the Lord uh, changed my Christmas. He, he changed the way that I looked at holidays, and it was always a sad time before I got saved, but now it's a glad time. I got saved in November in October of 97, God called me to preach in December of 97 and I preached my first message on Christmas Eve night on the virgin birth at the old church at Concord Baptist Church on the back pew, just me and another fellow and the Holy Ghost. I preached my first message there about the virgin birth and God called me to preach on Christmas Eve. So it's a very special time for me. But we all know the true meaning of Christmas and it is to celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not, so we don't have Xmas we don't have that. We have Christmas, amen. You can't have Christmas without Christ being in it truly. And the real gift of Christmas is Christ himself. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible said this, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God that loved me, and he gave himself for me. So thank God for the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah said this, a son is given. See, if you want to be saved, salvation, you got to understand, it's not a reward. It is a gift. The Bible said this, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Thank God for the gift of salvation. I thank God for the spiritual gifts that the Lord has blessed. Every believer, you at least have one that you can use for the glory of God. As a matter of fact, every good and every perfect gift comes from God above. But in the text, we can see here, first of all, the gift of his arrival. Uh, we know this. The Bible said that unto us a child is born. And this identifies him as a man. Uh, the child that Mary brought into this world over 2,000 years ago was fully human. That means he knew what it was like to go through pain and through sorrow and grief and hunger and thirst and weariness and suffering. And that should comfort you, you and I tonight, that when we sometimes go through problems and issues, we don't understand that he can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. A child is born. That identifies him as a man. But then a son is given. That identifies him as God. Now listen, he was God when he got here, amen? Uh, that baby there in the manger was every bit God as God is God. And we know the truth. We celebrate these truths, especially during Christmas time, uh, that he came right on time and he's coming back right on time. And I thank God for that. Uh, but here in the Hebrew language, and what I'm trying to get at tonight, is Isaiah skips hundreds of years uh, with a mentioning of this word and. The Bible said in 
Isaiah chapter number nine, verse six, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Now what Isaiah does here is he skips hundreds of years by this word uh, and, by the use of this word. He does it again in Isaiah chapter number 61 when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim, the, the Bible said this, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. We know when Jesus came, he came to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, but the day of the vengeance of our God has not got here yet. And so he skips hundreds of years with that statement. And I thought about this tonight here in Isaiah chapter number nine and verse six, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Thank God those things have already got here. Those gifts, you don't have to wait for those gifts. Those gifts have been given to you. If you're here tonight, you need to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as a preacher said, there's not a better time to do it than tonight. You don't have to wait on that. Jesus Christ died in your place and you can receive the gift of eternal life. But the other gifts that's found in Isaiah chapter number nine have yet to be fulfilled. They will be delivered right on time. And what I want to preach on tonight is gifts that will be worth the wait. Some gifts that will be worth the wait. Now listen, if you're lost tonight, don't wait on it. You can have the gift of salvation and Jesus can change your Christmas. I thought about this. It's just come in my mind. When I heard that song, the little drummer boy, before I got saved, that rumpa pum pum got on my nerves so bad. I was like, what's that talking about? Rumpa pum pum or rumpa pum pum? It looked like he could have come up with something better to say in that verse. But you know what? After I got saved and I listened to the words of that song, thank God for the drummer boy, amen? He said, I'm gonna do my best for him. And so what I'm saying tonight, if you're not saved, Jesus can change your uh, Christmas and he'll change the rest of your life, amen? Uh, but listen, I, I was the kind of guy and I thought about this in the text, you know, these things have not been fulfilled yet. And, and I thought about how I was always the guy, Brother Pendergrass, how when, when the Christmas time came and then I knew the next day, you know, we was gonna get presents there Christmas Eve. I didn't sleep a wink. I was the guy that was up four o'clock and I I was in there and I was trying to shake the boxes and, and see what was in there and I tried to get hints of maybe uh, what was on the inside. I couldn't sleep. I, I mean, I couldn't wait for that day and I, I'm still that way. I mean, I, you know, if I die a martyr's death, I don't want to be drugged to death, amen? I don't want to wait. I just can't stand waiting. And uh, I, I, you know, Brother Ricky said, Brother Randy, we want you to come up. We, we're going to be good to you. We're going to be a blessing to you. I said, praise God, amen. I can't just wait to see what, what all y'all going to get, I, uh, what we're going to get. I mean, I'm expecting something big is all I can tell you. I, I, I remember I was preaching up a place in Virginia one time and they said, Brother Randy, we're going to bring you in and be good to you. And I thought, praise God, sound like my kind of church, amen. Uh, we'll do whatever you want to, saying she'll be coming around the mountains. Hey, is you good to us? Praise God, we'll do whatever. Now, I remember the last time I was there, they brought they bought their assistant pastor a brand new car. Now, I was there and I can't help, hey, if you're going to think big, praise God, think real big. And I was going down the road and they was talking about we're going to bring you up here and be a good blessing to you. Hey, listen, all I could think about was a new car. I mean, I was excited about it. And we got there and it was... I mean, it wasn't a new car, but that's good to us. But I thought, if you're going to dream, just dream big, amen? Hey, but listen, what I'm talking about tonight is not a dream. What I'm talking about tonight will be fulfilled, literally, and it'll be worth waiting for, amen? Hey, the Bible said this, 1 Thessalonians 1.10, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. And hey, listen, I, I like sometimes people give a little bit of a hint about what they might be wanting to 
do for me. And I like that. Uh, but listen, they said, well, why don't you guess? But the guesswork is gone in Isaiah chapter number nine and verse number six. First of all, I'm talking about gifts that will be worth the wait. First of all, the gift of his authority. I want you to look what it said. It said, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government's gonna be upon his shoulder. Uh, right, thank God, one of these days, the right man's gonna be in office and there ain't gonna be no recount, amen. And there's not gonna be any tax plans anymore. Praise God for that, amen. I think about our leaders, they can't even get along for five minutes uh, to do what's the best for the people. Uh, but you know what? Israel had a national God. Amen. The Lord God Jehovah was the national God for the nation of Israel. And we know this. The Bible said when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. The Bible said righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And you know, I got a voter's registration card, and sometimes I'll go down there, every time I go down there to vote, but sometimes my man don't always win. Sometimes my candidate does not always win. But thank God I'm glad I cast a vote 20 years ago and he wins every time and it's the Lord Jesus Christ and the Bible said this that the government is going to be upon his shoulder you know the Lord has not been given a place in government circles right now he's not been given a place he's been expelled out of our schools they wonder why in the world's violence is so intense now in the elementary school level why has it got so intense in the schools and the reason being is because we've took God out of the school we took prayer out of the school, but thank God one of these days, that's all going to change. You better believe there's going to be coming a day when every leader on planet earth, and I'm talking about Saddam Hussein, Adolf Hitler, and Kim Jong-un, or what went wrong, or whatever his name is over there, there's going to be a day where he's going to bow down. The Bible said, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Things in heaven and things in earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I mean, listen, every person that you can think of that's ever had any authority ever on planet earth will take their knee one day in front of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Thank God for that day is coming. The Bible said in, in, in Psalm, in chapter number 110, Psalm 110 and verse 1. The Bible said, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. That day is coming. The Bible said, the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of holiness. From the womb of the morning, thou hast to do of thy youth. And the Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. He shall wound the heads of many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way, therefore shall he lift up the head. I'll say this, I'm glad, thank God, I'm on the winning side, amen. Thank God. I'm talking about the gift of his authority. The government shall be upon his shoulder. But not just that, not just the gift of his authority, but the gift of his admiration. The Bible said the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful. Now, we know this tonight, if you're saved, his name is wonderful to us. His name is wonderful. I mean, it is a wonder. The word wonderful means full of wonder. That's what it means. It is a wonder. 
You know, Brother Barnes, I love hearing him give his testimony. I love hearing him tell about when he got saved. It's a wonder, Brother Barnes, that you're in church tonight, but here you are in the house of God. It is a wonder that many of us are in church this evening. I mean, I think about during the holiday season, during Thanksgiving and Christmas, my mind was on this and that and the other. It wasn't on church. It wasn't on the Lord. It wasn't on the things of God. It was on everything but that. But now Jesus changed everything about that and now my mind is on that. I can't think enough about it. I love Christmas time. I love thinking about that. And it is a wonder to me tonight that Jesus would love me so much and draw me with cords of love and save me by his grace. But listen, I'll say this tonight. His name is not wonderful in society. Not right now it's not. You can talk about the grand architect of the universe all you want to talk about. And you can might even be able to say God Almighty. But when you say Jesus Christ, when you get up and you pray in a public prayer, and I've had them say, well now Brother Randy, we know we want you to come, we want you to pray, or we want you to preach. I mean, I had an opportunity twice to preach up in Nashville at the state capitol to the representatives and the senators. Hey, it'd take God to do that. I know old toe-headed country boy, but God opened the door twice. I said, well, as long as y'all understand when I get in there I'm not in there to pick no fights for nobody and I ain't gonna preach against your open toed shoes or anything like that that's silly but I tell you what I am gonna do I'm gonna preach Jesus and I'm gonna preach Calvary and so you need to understand I'm gonna preach it just like God wants me to preach it that Jesus is the only way they said you come on and preach it and tell it like it is as long as it's an understanding that I'm gonna mention the name of Jesus and I'm gonna declare he's the only way but I will tell you this some people get bent up out of shape when you say Jesus is the only way to heaven when you say Jesus is the only way to be saved they say well you know you don't have to be so narrow minded we need to be as narrow minded as God is amen he is the only way and we know that and that name is Jesus Christ in Acts chapter number 9 God said Saul Saul why persecutest thou me he said who art thou Lord and he said I am Jesus whom thou persecutest Jesus is his name. Hey, but here on earth, you mention the name Jesus, the people don't like it. His name is offensive. His name has been slandered. His name to a lot of people is hated and it's denied. You're told you can't witness in the name of Jesus. You're told on your workplace that you can't talk about Jesus. You can't mention Jesus. Now you can go down there and talk about anything you want to talk about and you can talk about some of these ungodly people and they'll get upset if you, if you say anything against this particular political party, if you say anything against any liberal, they'll say, well, you're going to lose your job. I'll tell you what I like to do every once in a while is just run right down the middle of Walmart, get behind one of them big old buggies and say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You say, you do that, they'll escort you out. Praise God, he's going to escort me out of here one of these days. Amen. His name shall be called wonderful. Won't it be a glad day Wherever where you go, everybody's going to be talking about Jesus. Every boulevard you go down, I mean every street, the name of Jesus is going to permeate every avenue. And do you know there's a lot of households that don't even talk about Jesus? They'll never ever mention the name of Jesus, but there is coming a glad day. I'm talking about a gift that's going to be worth waiting on. And that everywhere you go, and people might have the windows down, and they won't have to lock the doors no more, and they might just have their screen door open. And everywhere you go, you'll hear the name Jesus. 
and they won't be taking it out of context and they won't be taking the name of the Lord in vain. They'll be talking about Jesus and they'll be preaching about Jesus. They'll be singing about Jesus. What a glad day and that it's going to be everywhere you go. Everybody will agree that Jesus is wonderful. I'm talking about the gift of his authority, the gift of his admiration. You know, the Bible said this, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. His name's gonna be called Wonderful. And then it says Counselor. Counselor. Now, if you look up what that word means, it means to consult with. Now, many times I, I made that statement. I said, well, I used to say, and if y'all say it, y'all might be right and probably are. But I used to say, we ain't gonna ask him no question when we get to heaven. Nobody's gonna ask him any questions. Nobody's really gonna care. But you know the Bible said his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. That means to have a consultation with. I mean, if you want to have a consultation with somebody, you, you go in, you talk to them, and they say, all right, here's what you got to do. Here's going to be the repercussions. Here's how much it's going to cost. Here's the procedure we're going to do. That's a consultation. It won't cost you a dime. Uh, but you know, one of these days, according to that verse, me and you might be able to go to the Lord Jesus Christ, and I don't know the songwriter probably had it right when he said, Father along, we'll know all about it. Further along, we'll understand why. Cheer up, my brother. Live in the sunlight we'll understand it all by and by there might be a day where we go to the Lord Jesus Christ and it's just going to be forever and ever and ever and when you think it's just about ended it'll happen all over again and so there'll be plenty of time for us to go to the Lord and say Lord uh, can you show me can you roll back the ages of time uh, can you roll back the ages of time when I was out in the world uh, God when you protected me uh, when you sent the angels we don't see that now but there could be a day where God just lets us see his goodness. Uh, do you know the Bible talked about this? Moses said, God, show me thy glory. He said, I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna let my goodness pass before you. And God said this, and I believe that's what he's saying. He said, I can't show you how good I'm gonna be to you, but I can show you, Moses, how good I have been to you. I'm gonna tell you this. I believe that's what heaven will be, where God will show us where we could be and where we are. Thank God we might go to the Lord and he might say this, let me show you what I rest you out from. Let me show you the night you should have broke your neck. Let me show you the night that you crossed the center line. Let me show you the night you ran off in the ditch. Let me show you the night that I rescued you. Praise God that's going to be a gift worth waiting on. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. Counselor. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, my watch says it's six minutes till 11 and it said that all day. I hadn't changed it. Let me look at the clock here. It's 20 after 7. Y'all hang in here with me just a little bit, amen. Let me get me a drink here. It's Pepsi water right here, ain't it? I'm just kidding. Amen. Praise God. He said, Counselor. You know, I, I like that song. I can tell you about the time, take you to the place where the Lord saved me by his marvelous grace. But I cannot tell you how, I cannot tell you why, but he'll tell me all about it in the by and by. That fellow wrote that song may have more sense than what we think. You know, sometimes I, I think, I don't know if that's right or not, but after I begin to study this, there might be a day where the Lord just counsels us and he consults us. Then says, listen, let me show you what I've done for you to get you here. I'm talking about a gift to be worth waiting on and the government should be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. 
That means he's the one and only true God. There's going to be a day wherever where you go on planet earth, he's the one God. <laughs> you say he's the one God to us right now. He is. He is the one God to us, but to the world. Y'all know this. There is the God of sports. There's the God of fashion. I mean, listen, I, I'm telling you, and I ain't going to get, I don't want to get carnal tonight, and I'm not going to get into ball games and stuff like that. But honest to God, I'm telling you, if you throw the football off in hell, there'd be 90% of America jump in after the thing, and the other 10%, if you drove a race car off in hell, and the other 10%, I know they would down in the southeast, amen, down in North Carolina, if you drove a NASCAR car off into hell, there'd be a whole bunch of them drive off right in behind it. They're so crazy about these things, and about, you got the God of sports, and you got the God of fashion, and you got the God of this, and the God of that, but one of these days, everybody, everywhere we go, we're going to say he is the mighty God. Uh, that's what Daniel said, there's a God in heaven. Uh, but one of these days, that God is going to be here on this earth, and everybody will look and say he is the mighty God. They won't be debate anymore with the Jesus only crowd, and they won't be no debate anymore with any of the other cults. They say, well, you know, he was a good man. I uh, know he's the God man. And one day, everybody's going to agree, yes, he is is the mighty God. That'll be a gift worth waiting on. And here's what he said then. He said that his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. And the Father, of course, in the Word of God signifies he is the provider. He is the sustainer. Now, God is taking care of us down here. I mean, you think about where we would be tonight. I mean, here we are, got nice clothes on. I mean, most of us good looking. I mean, most of us, amen. I mean, most of us doing pretty good. Got shoes on her feet, clothes on her back. At my house sometimes, you know, we sing that song. There's a roof up above me, good place to sleep. Food on the table and shoes on my feet. Sometimes at my house, they shoes on the table and food on my feet. But you know what? God's good to us. I mean, I know, I don't know what all y'all ate tonight. Under God, y'all should have invited me this morning. I didn't know y'all was having to eat around here. But listen, I know y'all ate and God's good to you. You think about where y'all tonight in a good padded pew church I mean surrounded by the greatest people on planet earth honey you ain't seen nothing yet if God takes care of us down here you can mark her down one of these days uh, he is going to get, get put it on us I'm talking about exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think I think about old Lazarus uh, the last meal Lazarus ever had here on this earth I was eating bread eating crumbs from a rich man table how about the next meal he's going to eat he'll be dining with the king of kings and the lord of lords and the table is spread praise God that's what heaven's going to be all about being with the Lord Jesus Christ and him providing for us then he said this I'm talking about gifts that's going to be worth the wait everlasting father prince of peace for the first time there's going to be safety there's going to be peace amen speaking, speaking of safeties you say, well, you, you got your safety on your pistol. Amen. I mean, people talking about safety. I was talking about a while ago leaving the doors. Y'all can remember this. I mean, y'all can remember this. I'm, some of y'all old enough, you've, you got saved in a different dispensation. I know you can remember. You remember when you didn't even have to lock your doors. I mean, listen, you have holes in the screen door. It didn't matter. They wouldn't nobody coming in. Now we've got security cameras. Now we've got, I mean, you say, Brother Randy, you carry a pistol? Well, I'll tell you this. People say, well, 
I better not get into all that. Some of y'all going to, well, surely there wouldn't be nobody like that up here. People say, well, Brother Randy, why in the world would you do that? Don't you trust God? Yep. I'm like, yeah, I trust God. It's them other scoundrels out there, praise God, I don't trust. That's right. Man, God gives you enough sense to defend yourself. He really does. Right. Amen. Yeah. I mean, listen, you think about this. Uh, all the millions of people, hard-hearted, evil people, God gives you enough sense to defend yourself. Hey, there's going to be a day where we don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Like that woman, she got pulled over by the state patrolman. And she is on up in years. And the state patrolman pulled her over and said, Ma'am, do you realize you're speeding? And she said, No, sir, I didn't realize that. He said, Well, hey, can I see your driver's license? And she said, Yes, sir. And uh, she opened up her, opened up her billfold and uh, a miller bug flew out of it. You know how tight women are. And uh, she opened up her billfold, and instead of getting a driver's license out, she had her, uh, had her uh, concealed weapons permit. And she gave it to the officer, and he looked at it and said, Ma'am, I, I need your driver's license, but, but uh, now that you brought this up, do you have any guns in the car? And she said, yes, sir. Said, uh, I got a 44 Magnum under the seat right here. Got a 38 in my purse. Got a 45 in the glove box. I got a gun in the back behind me, and I got a shot-off shotgun in the trunk. He said, ma'am, what in the world are you afraid of? She said, not a thing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> not a thing. Man. Fear. People are living in fear. They're afraid. Praise God. One of these days, I'm talking about a gift that's going to be worth the wait. You won't have to worry. You can go anywhere, anytime, anyplace and not have to worry about it. Thank God. One golden daybreak, the Bible said in Isaiah 11, verse 8, said, And the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the cockatrice den. Now, I don't know exactly. I think that's like a horn viper or something. Whatever a cockatrice says, praise God, it don't sound like a cockroach. It's probably something pretty bad. They said, you're going to be able to put your hand in a cockatrice den. I think that's a snake from what I understand. Praise God, Brother Cape, one of these days, snake handling's going to be biblical. You say, you believe in handling snakes now? I sure do. Praise God with a 12 gauge and a hole. Man, one of these days, snake handling's going to be in order, praise God. Amen. Isaiah 65 verse 25 said the wolf and the lamb shall feed together and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock and dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy all my holy mountains saith the Lord. Thank God what a day. That's going to be a gift that's worth waiting for. Verse number seven, the gift of his achievement. Said of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. Now we know this. You know the word of God says this. It said, and uh, there shall be no end upon the throne of, uh, king, uh, throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice. You don't get justice now. O.J. Simpson proved if you got deep enough pockets and you, know, you got enough fancy talkers, you can get away with anything. He proved that. Amen. I hope that didn't defend nobody. That's just the truth. He proved you got deep enough pockets, you can get off scot-free of anything. But you can mark this down. One of these days, the right judge is going to be sitting on the throne 
and there's not going to be any fancy talking attorneys and there's not going to be any swaying of the juries and there's not going to be strike that comment, your honor, and there's not going to be any deliberations. You're not going to have to go back in session and talk to nobody. You're not going to have to settle out of court, amen? There's going to be a day where justice will be served. I thought about in Revelation and chapter number 18, verse number one, said, and after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power and the earth was lightened with his glory and he cried mightily with a strong voice saying Babylon the great is fallen is fallen and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Thank God the Lord it's going to take care of all these political buzzards one of these days. Verse 8 Therefore shall her plagues come in one day death and mourning and famine and she shall be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her and the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning standing afar off for the fear of her torment saying alas alas that great city Babylon that mighty city for one hour is thy judgment come thank God one of these days when Jesus comes to rule and reign as king on this earth I mean the earth will once again be dominated by peace and it'll be just like it was in the garden of Eden before the fall of man. Imagine a world where every citizen worships Jesus. Where every individual everywhere you go bows to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Imagine perfect peace in the very presence of God. No poverty, no racism, no mistreating of the poor. Everybody will be talking about Jesus. And we'll lay our eyes on him. What a day. What a day. Thank God for the gift, lastly, of his accomplishment. And said, there shall be no end. You can mark this down. If it's God that does it, it'll last for eternity. That's why we're eternally saved, because what he does, he does it. And it's done for eternity. How's this going to happen? Isaiah said this, the zeal of the Lord will perform it. That means that he has enthusiastic diligence. The zeal of the Lord. He's enthusiastic about it. I think sometimes we have the portrayal of the Lord up there as a grandpa figure up there rocking in a rocking chair. Oh no, the zeal of the Lord. There's energy in heaven. There's energy in heaven tonight. What he is doing is he's accomplishing his will. But There will be some gifts one of these days that's going to be worth the wait. Again, I say this tonight, if you're lost and you don't know the Lord, you don't have to wait for that gift. That gift of salvation has been provided to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. What I said tonight will be a reality one of these days. I mean, listen, he is going to rule with a rod of iron. He's going to tread the winepress of the wrath of God alone. If you're saved, you won't be here during that time. He will judge the nation of Israel. It's Jacob's trouble. And we're coming back with him at the revelation. But if you're not saved, you're going to be left here. We don't want you to do that. You don't have to wait for the gift of salvation. But to those of us who are saved, praise God, there's going to be some gifts that are going to be worth the wait. Let's everybody stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed. We're going to sing something. I know sometimes it gets weary and you get to looking at why. Seem like the heathens prospering. We give our tithes, our missions. Sometimes we're struggling. Sometimes we're finding hard to make ends meet.
You look at your neighbor. They got all the heart could wish. Asaph run into that same problem in Psalm 73. He said, then I went down to the house of God and I understood their end. Hey, this ain't all there is to it. All this in heaven too. Thank God there'll be some gifts worth the waiting.